Happy Monday. Had a fun, really, really fun live last night with Joey, Rodney, and uh, Johnny from Sequadness. Great, great live. I stayed on a lot longer than I wanted to, but it was good. I got to talk about things. I got to get some of my thoughts out that I, that answer questions about, especially about my my retreat that um, I didn't really get to answer. And... It just put me in a really good mood this morning because I got to talk about something that makes me really happy. Grand Rising. I know, late night last night. I was up until like one o'clock at least. Um, come here, Bobby. Come sit with mommy. Um, Joe, hi. What's up? Grand Rising. Gary's in the house. We got all kinds of people in the house this morning, but we have to start our Monday off with our Manifesting Mondays, which is <laughs> Melbourne in the house. I love it. Um, which is the best way I think to start your week is with a positive mind and some direction. How often do we walk about our day with no direction and we just allow our thoughts to drive us to the direction that we're going? So I'm going to be reading from The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard today. And this is all about mood. And I have not been able to master this um, until very recently. Certain scenarios, I can master it. And I could, I could dictate my mood instead of my mood dictating me. How many people have some, a, a kind of, some kind of experience and it's maybe a bad one or a negative one and then you allow that to drive the rest of your day. So you allow yourself to walk into that state of mind and then you allow yourself to continue to walk in that state of mind for the rest of the day. And then your day is ruined. And some people allow that for days and weeks and months and years of their life. They live in the same state of mind. Come up here and sit with mommy. Come here. My example, and I like this example, is, you know, when you go maybe to someone's house or something, you walk into a room, you're like, oh, I don't like this room. Close the door. Then you walk into a different room, you're like, oh, my God, I love it in here. That's the same thing with your states of mind. You can live in a state of mind that you don't like, but you refuse to get out of. But it is simple as, it's as simple as closing the door to that state and then opening the door to another one and be like, yo, I like it much better in here. So this chapter is all about our mood and allowing our mood, if we allow our mood to dictate the way that our life is going to be. Because if we allow our, our mood to be in control, no bubbies, if we are allow our mood to be in control of our life, then that's going to be the driving force of our life. You stubbed your toe and the rest of your week is just shot now. You know, my mom is like that. Once she's mad, like there's not anything that's going to change her mood. And then she wonders why a series of events unfold after that where she, where just random stupid things happen. Hi, Raymond's joining. So if we allow our mood to dictate our day and our days and our life, we're going to have a pretty shitty life. Unless we change that mood or state. Lee. Silly me left his streets within his reach and he's pawing at the bag. So, Leo, you're being fresh. Mommy is busy. That's it. No more. <laughs> so, uh, some people subconsciously like complaining. Joe, I know a lot of those people. No matter, and in my, um, my post last night that I posted is... Um, that since I've been having this some kind of really intense awakening that 
I just won't go places that I don't want to go. No matter who's there, I'm not going. Because I'm not allowing any situation to steal my peace. And I asked my energy um, lady that I go to, I said, is that like selfish? Like I don't, if I don't want to like be around certain places, spaces, people, am I like being selfish? She's like, no, you're just going through a change and you don't have to put yourself in any situation no matter who's there if it doesn't make you feel good. I was like, okay, well that makes me feel better. But if there are certain places that do steal your peace or certain people, you can create those boundaries. It's not being selfish, it's you being you. Thank you, Mayor. No, it's called smart. Okay, so I have support in here. There are things that I just choose not to do anymore. And my sister will be like, hey, do you want to go here for X, Y, and Z? I'm like, no. She's like, what do you mean? I'm not going. That's it. I'm not going. And um, certain people that I'll only be around and things like that, like I'm just very selective with who is in my energetic field because it does affect me that much. And I don't want someone else's energy that I already don't like to be mixed in with my energy field and then so on and so forth because that rubs off on me. And then that could become my state of being. I want my state of being to be peaceful. And so that's my choice and that's what I choose. Come up here and sit with mommy. You can't have any more treats. The book, okay, so I'm going to read from this book. It's called The Law of the Prowess. And this um, this chapter is about moods. So I'm talking about moods and I'm talking about things that change your mood because of this chapter. So especially in the world of manifestation or even in just like law of attraction, even in prayer, if you walk around in a mood that is not equal to what it is that you want to pray for or you want to manifest, you're only pushing it away because the world, God, or the universe can only give us where we resonate. So if we're in a bad mood all the time because of something stupid, someone cut you off in traffic and you literally allow that to carry you throughout your day, it's going to be very difficult for you to attract. <laughs> He's just sitting here staring at me. It's going to be very difficult for you to attract the things that you want being in that mood or state, right? Leo, mommy's not going to give you any more. Amis. No more, that's it. So I will get into this state. Can you pin the title? Oh, yeah, sorry. Can someone write it, The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard? And then I'll pin it down there. Because I always get really um, sidetracked when I'm trying to type. So if you guys, if someone wants to do The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard. I just closed my business. It ran its course. It was no longer serving me. <laughs> it is what I said, Joe. Uh, I choose... I chose not to go to the reception after a funeral because I didn't want to be around those people from my past that I already healed from. Julie, I so am with you. I so am with you. Okay, now he's okay. Um, and I just won't do it. And I feel that once we have gotten to a certain place and, and live in a certain place of peace, that you're just not willing to go back there. Or at least you, maybe we don't understand that feeling because when I went to my energy, thank you. When I went to my energy person, I'm just like, I, I just don't know how, what to do with the way that I feel. Like, I just don't want to be around certain people, certain places. I just won't go. And um, that's okay. And I just wanted to tell people that's okay because I felt like maybe it's not okay. And I went to my person that did my my um, 
hypnosis, I told her the same thing and she said the same thing. She said, no, it's your spiritual growth. It is you creating boundaries for yourself and not allowing someone or some place or something to steal your peace. I was like, okay, that's a relief. Let's get into a little bit of the Neville Goddard, the moods. Uh, This is an age in which the mood decides the fortunes of people rather than the fortunes decide the mood. So what this means is what I was just saying. We live where our mood decides what fortunes or what things we have that we manifest into our life. Because we're, if we walk around in a bad mood, we're going to what? We're going to attract those fortunes, the same fortunes that we resonate with on a lower frequency into our life. If you're in a bad mood, you can't attract the great things that you want. Instead of the fortune in your mind, the things that you truly want to decide your mood. And this is Neville Goddard's famous words is living in the end. And Neville talks a lot about Jesus. He talks about God and stuff like that. Um, which he intertwines the Bible and, and, and stuff like that, which is why I like Neville Goddard because it allows me to understand more um, from a non-religious perspective, but from a spiritual perspective and connecting all of them together. So this is an age in which the mood, I wake up in a bad mood, right? So I'm going to attract all things that are going to put me in a more of a bad mood. Maybe I hit a curb with my tire. Maybe um, I'm walking you know, somewhere that I'm going and I drop everything all over the place, then just unfolds and, oh my God, this is the worst day. So that means that your mood is deciding what fortunes or misfortunes that you have rather than us imagining the most amazing outcome of life. And then that decides our mood because we can literally decide our mood, right? It's not that the mood will decide for us unless we don't understand really how the brain and the mind and consciousness works. Men regard their moods far too much as effects and not sufficiently as causes. Moods are imaginal activities without which no creation is possible. We say that we are happy because we have achieved our goal. We do not realize that the process works equally well in the reverse direction, that we shall achieve our goal because we have assumed the happy feeling of the wish fulfilled. And even there's, um, I think it's the Olympic skiers that do this and they work with a sports psychologist where they literally walk them through in an imaginal act. They get them into a calm state, do some breathing techniques, and they walk them through them winning the gold medal. What it sounds like, what does it sound like as your skis are walking through the snow? What does it smell like? What is the smell of fresh snow or nature or the trees around you? Do you hear birds? Getting into the state of the wish fulfilled in full detail. What it's like when you go down the ski slope. What happens? Do you hear people cheering? Do you hear, what is it, the feeling that you have? You get into the state, you embody the state of the wish that you want to be fulfilled. And then you hear your name being called as the gold medalist or whatever that it is, right? No detentions. Um, So these type of psychological experiences just show and prove that our mind is what makes things happen whether it's good or bad because your consciousness doesn't care if it's good or bad it just goes where you resonate i want to listen to hip-hop today okay put on the hip-hop station i want to listen to country great i want to listen to folk great nobody's judging you for what kind of music you want to listen to the same thing with your consciousness 
If you resonate on a low frequency, okay, the universe is like, cool, let's play with that radio station and just attract all the low vibrational things to you because that's where you are. And the same thing with high vibrations. Moods are not only the result of the conditions of our life, they are also the causes of those conditions. So it's so important to understand that. I was talking to one of my family members last night. He worry, 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 worries. Every minute worries, 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 worries. And he says he's not always been a worrier, but he has been forever, as long as I've known him. Moods are not the result of the conditions of our life. They are also the causes. So if you're constantly in a state of worry every day, and someone else I'm really close with, and she knows who she is, always worrying. And I'm always talking to her. I'm saying, you're just going to attract more of that to you. I know, but it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard to change your entire mental structure. Yeah, it's hard. But if you say that it's hard and you say that it's impossible, oh, it's just too much work. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be impossible. It's always going to be too much work. But if you say, look, I can do this. This is easy. Changing my thought process is easy. Even if you don't believe it to be at that moment. But our mood will be the cause of the conditions of our life. It's not always, always, it's not always high vibes. It's reality and realistic goals. Yes, absolutely. I'm not high vibe all the time. But I know what I'm worthy of. I know what my value is. And that's not always about being high vibration. That's about an inner knowingness of who you are and your conviction about yourself. Because manifestation isn't about like you have to be high vibrational or you suck at life and you're not going to attract anything. High vibes is feeling good, right? Having gratitude and all these things. But also when you already have the conviction of who you are and you know who you are and you have a really good concept of yourself, that's not always high vibrational. That's not always like, oh, I'm walking on a cloud. I'm not like that 24-7 at all. But there are just certain things that I know. I'll go back to the car when I manifested my car. I just knew it was a done deal. I wasn't like high vibrational, like, ah, I have this car. I was just like, it's done. I live with an inner knowingness. And that doesn't mean being happy-go-lucky and that the sun shines out of your ass all day. It doesn't mean that. Leo, stop it. Achieving a high vibration is good because it makes you feel good. But it doesn't mean that we have to live there 24-7 and have this, Leonardo, toxic positivity. Or fake positivity. Because there's nothing that can drive a person crazier than seeing somebody that's like fake happy. That's not what manifestation is about. It's nice to have that as a goal, right? And I think that's an often a misconception is like, you know, people that talk about uh, manifesting and stuff is like, that, that we or, or whomever is teaching it believes like you have to be high vibrational all the time. Like that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And it's not really attainable unless you're like a monk or a Buddha. And I don't even know if they do it. But there's some people that are just happy all day and like, God bless you. But what I'm saying is in order to manifest things, you don't have to be high vibrational. But yes, we would like to get there because that would be nice. That would be nice to just live in a place where it's like you're in bliss. That would be really nice. Right? Normalize your future. Normalize your future you and it becomes reality. Yes. Love that. I don't want to read stories. These stories are too long. So we just move. We just move. We just move. 
man imagining himself into a mood takes takes on himself the results of the mood. If he does not imagine himself into the mood, he is ever free of the result. No matter how difficult it might seem to you, it gets easier the more that you practice this. The more that you recognize the mood that you frequent in the most, the easier it is the easier it's going to be to transition from that mood to something else. But some people don't know why their life is the way that it is. They don't know why their life is always so chaotic. Until once we start to recognize, what are my thought patterns? What am I thinking most of the day? For a while, for me, it was worried. I was just worried, like, how's this going to happen? What am I going to do? And, you know, I'm feeling this way. It was just constant worry all the time. And I was just like, well, how the hell could I possibly get anything else if this is all I'm doing with myself? So it, once we have the awareness of where our thoughts are, that's the only way that we're going to be able to change them, right? So it says, man imagining himself into a mood takes on himself the results of the mood. So if you're imagining yourself in a certain mood and you're imagining you're in your imaginal act of something that makes you feel really good, eventually your 3D is going to take on that mood. To make it a reality. And it's a shame we weren't taught this when we were growing up in school that this is the way the world works. But then all of us would just be magicians and we would have a magical world that we live in. So it's created in such a way that we think that everything happens outside of us instead of inside of us. <clears throat> I became aware of a swift echo or response to my own moods in circumstance, which had seemed hitherto immutable in its indifference. I could prophesy from the uprising of new moods in myself that I, without search, would soon meet people of a certain character and so I met them. Even inanimate things were under the sway of these affinities. But man need not wait for the uprising of new moods in himself. He can create happy moods at will. So he's saying that he became aware of this just really quick echo or response to his moods. Once you start to shift your moods, once you do that work and you shift your moods, other things start to happen faster. I'm going to give you an example. The book is called The Law. Oh, it's pinned. The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard. Hello. Um, I decided to try hypnosis, right? So I did hypnosis last week. And while I was under hypnosis, I was like, this isn't going to work. Because I'd done hypnosis before. I think it was like a past life thing. And I was like, I'm making this up. I was in Egypt. I was like all over the place. I was an Egyptian goddess in one of them. I was a really poor man in another. But I really thought I was making this up. I'm like, I told my sister, I'm like, I made it up. She was like, you didn't make it up, though. I'm like, I did, though. So I didn't really understand the hypnosis thing. So this time when I went and did the hypnosis session, it was it was to program my mind with the things that I wanted. It wasn't like past life regression and all that other shit. It was putting in the thoughts um, and the belief system that I wanted. So when I was under hypnosis, I was like, I was aware of the room. I heard her voice. But at the same time, I was floating other places. And so I knew that, like, I was in two places at once. And at one point, I heard someone breathing. And I'm like, it's only me and Aylin in the room. That's weird. I hear someone else breathing. But it was me. It was me. It was my breathing. So I was definitely under hypnosis because I literally heard myself breathing. But I didn't know that it was me. And ever since I did my session with her... Um, I have a lot of less fears, like less irrational fears about the things that I want to manifest. And I just like, I'm letting it go. 
I'm like, well, does that mean that my seed's planted? Like if I'm just allowing it to let, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. And that's a big thing they talk about in prayer and manifestation is just letting go of your desires. And it doesn't mean forgetting about it. It doesn't mean that you no longer want it. It just means you don't have the attachment to it anymore because you know that it's done. It wasn't rapid. It wasn't RTT. I actually, I have an appointment for RTT on the 22nd. I don't know if I'm going to do it because um, I have to ask Aileen if, if this was considered RTT. <clears throat> no, Joe. Um, so I'm now starting to understand more of how the subconscious works because I'm literally, I think every single week I tell you guys about a different thing that I've tried <laughs> to reprogram so it's um it's been a really interesting journey but that has helped me to be more calm just like when i did my session with robert my mind was much more calm after i did my session with him i was able to really help bring in manifestations without the worry without because if you worry you're only pushing it away further um i had a past in past life in medieval times and made weapons for war i died by a friend to an axe to the back that's crazy. I haven't looked into my human design. Someone else asked me that. Who, who asked me that recently? I don't remember. Um, but I haven't looked into that. So going back to moods and not allowing them to dictate. And that's a big part of also manifestation is a lot of people talking about ignoring the 3D. <laughs> right. Ignoring your 3D reality because that is a result of your past thinking. So many of us that are on here right now, if you go back and think about, <clears throat> think about where you are right now. And if it's something that is unpleasant that you don't like, can you go back to your past thoughts to think of what you've been thinking that would have manifested this? Were you constantly worried about this particular situation? Were you constantly thinking about it? Like, oh my God, this is going to happen. What's going to be? Or, oh my God, I know I'm going to get sick. Like some people just manifest their own sickness. I mean, you do manifest your own sickness. Oh my God, it's going around. I'm going to catch it. You're manifesting that. Can you go back into your thoughts and think about what could have caused the scenario that you're in at this very moment right now? Good or bad? Good or bad? Again, I'll go back to my retreat. I wrote it down in my book, in my journal. Inspired action. Took inspired action. Started looking up places. Had no idea how I was going to do this. Julie said, yes, I will help you. Her and I did it together. And before you knew it, I was standing at a retreat center with almost 40 people and had the most amazing experience. I thought that into existence. Without my thinking, that would not have happened. So do we see how these things roll? If you go on a job interview and you're like, oh my God, like, you know that you did really good, but they're never gonna hire me. Like, they're gonna, they, they want somebody that's this or that or this. Surely enough, you don't get the job. So you can go back, literally go back into your thinking and think about or, or understand where that thinking came from, or not where it came from, but why it unfolded in the way that it did because of your mood. Mood is one of the most important things in manifestation or prayer because if you're constantly doubting and you're coming from a mood or a place that is sad or anxious or worried, that's all coming from a state of lack. So how could you manifest anything if you're thinking that you lack it, you can't. I was too afraid to go to your retreat alone. When you manifest it, what were the visuals? For the retreat, are you talking about? So if it's for the retreat, um, when I was looking for 
the perfect place. I mean, I searched high and low, right? Um, but in between that, in between me, like, searching for things and stuff, like, I would just, like, go off into a daydream and I would just see everybody there. And I saw myself, like, in the back of the room or in the back of the space just, like, looking at everybody. Like, their backs were to me and they were facing forward, like, listening to somebody. And I just saw all these bodies of people. And I knew where we were having it so I could visualize, like, the room that I was in. And I saw it and I would keep going back to their Instagram, like, almost every day. And I would look at their content and I would see it. I would just constantly just look at it and just be so inspired by it and see the ocean. And I would just feel myself there. And that goes for anything that you want in life, whether it's a relationship with someone, whether it's job or having children, if you're not able to have children, like seeing it real and feeling it real of exactly what it is that you want. And again, Neville Goddard talks about the state akin to sleep, which is as you're falling asleep, you visualize or you affirm exactly what it is that you want. Kat, I miss our rising yoga too. I really, really do. Like that was... Jogi asked me what my favorite part of my retreat was, and it was definitely, um, teaching was definitely one of them. I loved it. Um, so we'll be back to that soon, but now I'm creating something else and I'm visualizing. But I'm not getting very specific yet because I just, I don't have that idea in my head yet of really the, the specifics of it. But I have, uh, you know, a whole, like, vision board kind of on Pinterest that, is all the ideas, all the colors that I want to see and the textures and things like that. It's making it real. Even though it's just still on a computer or in my phone, I am creating it in my mind to make it real. Hi, whoever's joining. Yes, Benny says, this is how I'm reversing my paralysis. It's visualization. If you can see it in your mind, you can bring it into your three-dimensional reality. And I'm doing a lot of experiments like, I've experimented in the past with things, but I just wasn't patient enough, and so I would just give up. I'm like, see, it's not, it's just, I'd be just too impatient. But now I'm, like, really laser-focused on the things that I want so that I can test this and I can bring this to me. But the biggest thing is my mood. I cannot or no longer allow my mood to dictate how the rest of my day is going to go. Because you can wake up and be like... I still don't have it yet. And like feeling that longing or feeling that missing or something like that. You better walk, close the door to that mood and walk into the room of another mood and you better live in it. Because it, all it takes is really a shift. That's not my reality. This is my reality. The thing that I want is my reality. And that's how we bring it to ourselves. Which is, that is our magic. That is absolutely our magic. We're spiritual beings having human experience. Hi, Corey. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't miss any comments. Okay, I don't think that I did. Um, because the biggest deterrent from our own desires is how we think about them. If you're constantly thinking, I can never have this, this will never happen to me, I have to be lucky, like you're lucky that this happens, um, then guess what? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And when you know better, you can do better. So hopefully when we have these discussions and when we start our week on a positive note to say, I am the driver of my life. And when, once we realize, oh shit, I do have the keys to that car. I'm going to drive to where I want to go in my life. 
I'm not going to continue to allow my doubts to be the driver. Because your doubts are going to drive you right off of a cliff. Your doubts are going to drive you right off of a cliff. We have to learn to retrain the mind. And it's work. Some days are easier than others. But if you truly want the reality that you want, you better get your mind in check. Because if not, it's like a three-ring circus that just does whatever it wants. I am the driver of my life. Cat, I love you. I am the driver of my life. If you allow other outside influence, you allow other people to tell you, you can't do that. That's crazy. That can never happen. How are you going to get that? You'll never be able to afford it. What do you think money grows on trees? Like we've always heard all these limiting beliefs from people. Tell them to shut up or just don't listen anymore. We don't need to be around those type of people that will limit our imagination because the imagination is limitless. Even if you see in your mind and you really desire like a billion dollar project, who is to tell you that you can't create that? Who is to tell you that you can't have what you want? No one. Because the imagination is limitless. And if you are limitless in your imagination, you can imagine all things and you can have all things. But if you live in the space where you're just like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I wish I could do that. I could never do that. I'm too afraid. Or, oh, I would love to travel there, but, you know, it's really far and I don't think I'd be able to afford the trip or I can't get on a plane for that long. Those are all limiting beliefs. So you can live limitless beliefs or you can have limiting beliefs and that's your choice. Our mind is the only tool that we need. People are constantly looking outside for answers. You already have the answers within yourself. If you have a desire to do something, it is for a reason. If you limit yourself from having that desire, that is also for a reason. That is because of our programming, our early life programming. If you really want something, but you're too afraid to go after it, or you feel that you'll never be able to have it because that's what you've been programmed to believe, now is the time to start changing that. Because we are the only limitation. And the outside sources that we allow to come into our consciousness. Had an irritating interaction this morning and shifting my mood now. Thank you for this. That's all it takes is a little reminder. Maybe you're scrolling in your feed and you see like some kind of um, really positive saying or something that just totally speaks to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Because when we have these irritating interactions and we allow that to drive our day, like why? If our energy is an investment, which it is, wherever we invest our energy, that's what that's what's going to grow. So if we invest our money into something, a bank is a really bad example, but if you invest your money somewhere that you're going to get something in return, you're like, oh, I'm investing this. This is positive. But if you're investing your energy into something that is negative, it's only going to grow that negativity. You're going to collect interest on your negativity. Is that what you want? We have to learn to just allow things to happen and to pass and then... Just send a loving thought that way. That asshole just cut me off in traffic. Maybe they're having a bad morning. Who cares? 
like not who cares about the person, but the scenario. Like, why are you going to allow that energy to just continue to snowball your day? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to expend all this energy on something negative and so insignificant? No, it isn't. Thank you. Let it go and let it flow. That's it. I was just telling myself that I was stupid. I will let that fuck up. Exactly. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Let it go. You're not. You're not. Because the, the mind is always listening. I am so stupid. So what do you do? You make more stupid decisions because your consciousness is like, oh, here, I'll give you more scenarios to make stupid decisions based off of. We get to decide. The book that I have down there is called Word Magic, and it's all about, most people know what this book is, but Word Magic is all about that our words are our wand. Our words are our wand. And someone, one of you guys mentioned that before a couple months ago, and I was always like, I love this quote. Our words are our wand. Every single thought and word that we speak is our wand. So are you using it for the good or the bad? Because even when you're saying to some person, you're calling them a name or you're saying, you're talking about people, your subconscious mind doesn't know that you're not talking about it. Your subconscious mind takes in all the things that you're saying and thinking and it records them. So if you're a person that loves to gossip and talk bad about people, your consciousness, thank you. I actually just, um, I had to do like a refresher last night because I was a redhead last week because <laughs> the blonde keeps coming through. Um, I don't remember what I was just saying, but it was something about recording the things that you say. Your mind doesn't know. So when you're talking bad about other people, your mind doesn't know that you're not talking about you. Abracadabra. Your mind doesn't know the difference of whether you're experiencing it yourself or you're watching it on TV, which is, again, I always talk about TV, propaganda, and the things that you're watching, even the people that you follow. Are you allowing that to get into your consciousness? If it's if you're looking at it, yes, you are. I unfollowed so many people. I don't follow political things anymore. I don't follow the news channels, not like mainstream news, but even like um, any of the uh, alternative like news sources. Unfollow. You're not getting in my consciousness. You're not going to steal my peace. It's not going to happen anymore. And so... Once we understand, like, really how our mind works, we make better decisions for ourselves. Even when I hear, if I go to my mother's house, she's always, they have Fox News on 24-7. I'm like, turn this trash off. I don't want it in my consciousness. Not because we're ignoring that reality, but I don't live on that timeline and I don't want it in my world. Because I'm creating the new world over here. Like, I'm busy creating what's good for myself, what can be helpful for others. How are we helping others when we are contributing to lower in the vibrational frequency of the planet? You're not. You're not. It's so important to attach emotions to what you're manifesting. That is the key. Nope, no more for me. So true. We have so much more power with our body, mind, and speech. It's all frequency, music, thought, food, love. I oh, love your work. Thank you. Um, if the news story is big enough, you'll hear about it. But just all these false flags and all these things, like with the shootings and everything, it's, it's so beyond obvious of what they're doing and the reality that they continue to create, that the reality that they continue to want or try to create. 
So the more that we do the work on ourselves, the less we're going to be affected by things. And not because we don't want to be affected by bad things that happen or we don't want to contribute to helping in some way, but we're helping in the biggest way by changing our mindset and by co-creating the world that we want that is more peaceful. Because people say, I pray for world peace. In order to have world peace, you have to become peace yourself first. It starts from one, myself. And then once you have that inner peace and you're around other people, they're going to notice the shift within you. They're they're either going to shift with you and say, I want more of what she or he is having. Like, wow, you seem really different. What's different about you? And you say, oh, I've been reading this book or I've been doing this type of work. And that inspires other people. So we can't pray for world peace on the outside until we create world peace on the inside. And then that trickles to other people. Because so many people think that the only thing that creates world peace is getting rid of those bad people in power or the bad people of the world. There's dark in all of us. So we always want to point the finger elsewhere and say, I pray for world peace. Well, what does that look like? How peaceful are you every single day? Are you a person that has road rage? Are you? None of us are perfect. I still get triggered by things, but I don't get triggered nearly as much as I used to. I don't. I'm just like, that's not my reality. People that still want to wear masks and all these things, that's not in my reality. I've had a terrible time as have had to leave our home with her children and ideas to manifest a home. Can you, I don't, I'm not sure what you're asking. I I can't answer that better unless you ask in a different way. Please. Um, Be grateful for it before you have it. Listen, Benny's got this down. Benny has got this down. Because it's all about the mood. It's all about unfollowed so many and don't watch any news. You're getting your peace back. Taking your power back. Like all these outlandish things with the transgenderism. I mean, they're literally plastering it in your face. And I have not posted about it once. I think one time I did to say, stop feeding your energy to these energy energy vampires. I don't talk about it because it's so, now it's so clear to me like what they're doing. They want to keep people angry, divided, fighting with each other. So they will post and prop up the most outlandish ideas because it keeps people killing each other. Some people accept it and some people don't. So there's always going to be the polarity. So what do we do? We just don't contribute to it. If you want to live your life like that, great. When it comes to your children, different story, right? We always want to stand up for the helpless. We always want to create change in some way, but they want to harvest our energy in every way possible. So if they are just trying to harvest our low vibrational energy, what do you do? Take it out of your energy field completely. If, a, if they want to advertise a man in woman's clothing, be my guest. Go knock yourself out. But it's not going to be in my reality. I'm not going to give my energy to that. But if it was happening like in my nephew's school, he's not in school anymore. But if that was happening to him when he was younger and things like that, I would be up at the school fighting for that. Absolutely. I will be fighting for that absolutely, but I'm not going to allow it and share it all over the place because you're just keeping that alive. We're keeping the idea alive. 
There's going to be people that want to fight for the right things. There's going to be people that will never stand up for the right things. So those are two things that we have to accept. If you want to fight for the right things, go and do it. If you're not a person that's going to do it, you're never going to make change in the world. Great. Good for you. Everybody has their own reality and timeline that they're living on. We have to learn to accept that. But I'm not saying to turn a blind eye to the bad things that are happening. But we can't do the job for these elite and these people that want to push agendas only to keep people separated and divided. I think the best thing that I can do is help people understand how the mind works so that you can use it to your advantage. And stop allowing outside things to steal your peace. And that's where I am. I will not share. I cannot share. I don't want to share any of this propaganda at all. Um, because it's a storyline. So what storyline do we want to be on? Do we want to be on a storyline that can help create change by starting with ourselves? Or do we want to be on a timeline where people are angry and fighting and killing each other? And putting forth all these outlandish ideas and doing the work for the energy harvesters. Which, Where do you want to live? Where do you want to resonate? Is the question. So I hope this is helpful, guys. Um, I will be, I'm pretty sure I'll be live tonight with Gary at 9 o'clock. We're going to talk about the business side of the stem cell regeneration patches, which is going to be amazing because there are so many ways for us to create abundance. But I think most people just don't know where to start. So that's going to be really fun um, live tonight. It'll probably be like a half hour. You have made a big shift from two years ago. Yeah. I have. I actually went back and just started deleting all those videos. I'm like, they don't even like resonate with me anymore at all. Um, so I love you guys too. Have an amazing day. And I will probably see you all at nine o'clock tonight. Hopefully I can follow you again. I unfollowed so many in the last couple years because of all what you said. Let's create. I agree. I would have unfollowed me too. I'd be like, yo, this bitch is crazy. I don't want her anger out. So I get it. I do. I do. 9 p.m. tonight. Um, I said stop the ride. I, I want to get off a long time ago. Exactly. So I'll see you guys tonight at 9 p.m. I'll post it in my stories. I'm pretty sure that we are on for tonight. Um, I'm glad that you needed to hear this. I'm glad that it was helpful. Because, again, when I read this stuff, it's also helpful for me. And it's a great way for me to start my Monday. So I'll repost this if you want to share, share. Because Instagram is clamping my page like nobody's business. Like, how dare her help people to think for themselves? So that's fun. Um, love you all and have an amazing day. Thank you always for supporting my words and ideas. Love you all.